Welcome to this faith-inspiring message from Living Streams UK. We hope you are blessed. Are you a Christian? Then there is a Frank that you must find. But who is your Frank? In this episode, let's talk about finding Frank. Friend, there is something about a soul, and that soul is the Frank that I am talking about. But hang in there, there is something I need to explain about what we mean by Frank. You know, Luke chapter 15 has a very powerful story. In fact, Jesus mentions three very important parables in Luke 15. However, before Luke 15, there is Luke chapter 14, verses 34 and 35. These are the last two verses before the beautiful chapter of Luke 15 begins. Whereas Luke chapter 15 talks about three powerful parables, the few verses before these parables begin speak about character. Jesus says in those verses, that salt is good, but if it loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is fit for neither the soil nor for the manure pile. It is thrown out. And then he says, whoever has ears to hear, let him hear. He sets the scene for character before going into speaking about the parables. In Luke 15. What does that mean? It means before we dive into these three important parables in Luke 15, we need to first of all establish the preamble, if you like, that character is important for what it is that God is wanting us to do in these three important parables. And so let's look at these parables. Now, the first is the parable of the lost sheep. The second is the parable of the lost coin. And the third is the parable of the lost son, which is what we normally refer to as the parable of the prodigal son. But actually, I like to call it the parable of the lost son. It sort of matches with the rest of the parables because the theme is the same. However, let's go back to the first one which is the parable of the lost sheep. In that important parable, Jesus uses the idea of a shepherd who loses one sheep and leaves the 99 and goes actively seeking for the lost sheep. It tells us how important that sheep is to the shepherd. And of course, if you read in that portion of scripture, he is referring to the soul and the soul is precious to the Lord. In that important parable, we see that the shepherd takes all of his hundred sheep to the field and one gets lost somewhere. He leaves the 99 somewhere safely and then begins to actively look for the one that is lost. This tells us the principle of active seeking. The soul is precious to God. You are important to God. God is actively looking for you. 
He did so much that he sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to come and to purchase you with his high price of his blood by death on the cross. He became sin for you and for me so that when we trust in him, we also take on a new kind of life, which is the resurrected life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So you are precious and the soul is precious unto the Lord. And the shepherd goes actively seeking. It is the principle of active seeking. Now, it means you and I as Christians today can also, you know, take on this challenge of active, actively looking for the lost, of actively seeking the lost. It may be people in our environment, maybe people in our families, friends of ours, and so on and so forth. And who these specific people are that we must seek, I will be talking about them shortly in what I call Frank. And so hang on there and Frank is something I'll be coming to in a little bit more detail. So first of all, the parable of the lost sheep in Luke 15 is active seeking. A shepherd actively seeking for his lost sheep. It tells you how precious a soul is. So you are precious to the Lord and the soul is precious to Jesus our Lord. Now the next parable that we find in Luke 15 is the parable of the lost coin. The parable of the lost coin. Now you find that in verse 8 onwards. Now this coin is uh, what scholars refer to as the drachma. It would have been the drachma in those days. But also some scholars believe that it is uh, uh, probably part of the woman's precious dowry. You know, what was used to, uh, if you like, pay her dowry for her marriage. And the Eastern culture, they would have held those coins very preciously or very close to their, to their hearts, if you like. So you can see it's important. Well, it is important enough that when that one coin gets lost in the house, the parable continues that the woman really swept the entire house looking for that one single coin. The woman doesn't say, well, I've got other coins here and so I don't really, you know, mind if this single one is lost. You know, she goes really actively looking for it. By the way, if it was a drachma, then the drachma is a day's wage at the time. And therefore, it is something of value, if you like. And so she would be uh, really indeed uh, actively looking for it. It is not like today where you might lose a penny or, you know, a cent or if you like, and, you know, you don't really, you know, bother. Uh, most people have coins you know, spread across various parts of their houses, in their cars and so on, without really paying attention to, to them. But in this parable of the lost coin, it is precious enough for this woman to really sweep the entire house to find that precious coin. Again, this is in relation to the soul. A soul is precious unto the Lord. A soul in this instance is lost in the house. What does that tell you and me? Now, look at this. There are many lost souls in churches. For your information, the church is God's house and there are many lost souls in there, unfortunately. Now, they are in church, but they don't know Jesus. What does that tell you and I? We need to find them. We need to find them. So, it does not matter whether you are in church. 
It does not matter whether you call a particular local ministry your church. It does not matter whether you call yourself, you know, an Anglican or a charismatic or a Pentecostal or a Catholic and so on and so forth. It does not matter. You can be in church and still not know Jesus. And your soul is important to the Lord. He wants you to have a personal relationship with him. And that is what I needed to think about in this parable of the lost coin. Whereas in the previous parable of the lost sheep, this particular sheep was, you know, lost in the field. In this very parable of the lost coin, the coin is lost in the house. So those who are lost in the field, you might refer to them as the unbelievers who you and I must reach out to. We need to reach out to them and to find them. But in this parable of the lost coin, it is possibly a sister or a brother or someone that is in church who is lost and does not know Jesus Christ our Lord. And in both instances, in the parable of the lost sheep, the shepherd actively seeks. In this instance of the lost coin, the woman actively sweeps the entire house to find that precious coin. Once again, the principle of active seeking is at work over here. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you and I have a responsibility as children of God. We have a great responsibility, which is to actively seek the lost. It may be those in the world who don't know Jesus. It may also be those in church who are just church attendants. You know, I used to say this in a very uh, humorous way. They come only to mark the register that they were also present. However, we need to seek them out. We need to seek them out. Call someone that you know in church today. Check up on them. Find out, have a conversation. What is happening in their lives? You know, have a chat to them, you know, and pray for them. Actively seek these ones that are in church. Help raise them in their relationship with Christ. We have a responsibility towards one another. Principle is active seeking. Active seeking. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the final parable, which is the one that, you know, can sometimes rock my, my world. It is a parable of the lost son, which is the parable of the prodigal son, as we call it. You will find that in verses 11 to verse, uh, all the, maybe even to, to the end, uh, uh, the, the prodigal son over there. Well, much earlier, actually. But there is something powerful I want us to find here in this parable of the lost son. Over here, the son himself left with his own will. Over here, we see that the father doesn't actively go seeking for the son, which is what really rocks my world. Rather, what do we see? We see the father of the son waiting, waiting, and waiting. Wow. In the first parable, the shepherd goes seeking. In the second parable, the woman goes seeking. In the third parable of the prodigal son, as we call it, the father doesn't go seeking. The father keeps waiting, waiting, 
and waiting. Now, is it possible, ladies and gentlemen, that God is waiting for you? As you listen to this episode, is it possible that the Lord is waiting for you? It means you know what to do. You know what you need to do. You know you need to return to the Lord. You know you need to find him. You know you need to come back home to Jesus. And you know what to do. He is waiting for you. There are many people in church that we are also waiting for. All we can do is what? We wait and pray for them. The Father waited in anticipation. It is the principle of active waiting. Ladies and gentlemen, it may be as you listen to me today that God is waiting for you. You know where to find him. You know that your prayer life is no longer as it used to be and God is waiting for you to return to the prayer chamber. You know that you are no longer reading the Bible and God is waiting for you to return to the, to the Word. You know that you are no longer attending church services and God is waiting for you to begin to find your way to church again. You know that you no longer care about the things of God and God is waiting for you to begin to find Him one more time. You know that you are no longer giving as you used to give to further the kingdom of heaven and God is waiting for you to find your place of giving one more time. So there is a place where the Lord begins to wait for us and it is at that point that I want us to begin to consider and to think carefully about our lives. What area of our lives do we need to work on knowing that God is waiting for us? And so friend listening to me today in the third parable of the lost son Is it possible that you are that lost son? Is it possible that you are the one that the father is waiting for? Is it possible that he wants to have a deeper relationship with you, but you are far away from him? Is it possible that God is waiting for you? Now, who therefore is Frank? Which is what this episode is about. Who is the Frank that we are seeking? And who is the Frank that God is waiting for? So the first is, you know, it's an acronym, you know, Frank, F-R-A-N-K. The first F in the acronym stands for friends. In John chapter 15 and the verse number 13, Jesus says, Greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. So we need to seek out our friends. R in Frank stands for relatives. In John chapter 1 and the verse number 41, the Bible makes us to understand when Jesus called Andrew, Andrew first found his brother Peter and said unto him, we have found the Messiah, which has been interpreted the Christ. So Andrew found his own brother, his relative. So it may be that our relatives need Jesus and we must actively seek our relatives. A in Frank stands for associates. Look at it in Acts chapter 11 and the verse number 25 and 26. We see how Barnabas went out there looking for Saul of Tarsus. He was his associate. He was his, you know, friend. And he was his, if you like, a work colleague, I should say. And he went actively seeking for his associate. The Bible says, Then departed Barnabas to Tarsus to seek after Saul 
So it may be that, you know, our work colleagues also need Jesus and you and I need to reach out to our associates. We need to reach out to them. Now, what about N in Frank? It stands for neighbors. Oh, I love it in Luke chapter 10, verse 25 to 37, which is the story of the Good Samaritan. When someone asked Jesus, who is my neighbor? Jesus used that parable to show what it means to be neighborly. What it means to be neighborly. Not who is my neighbor, but what you can do to be a good neighbor. And so, ladies and gentlemen, we need to also be neighborly and find our neighbors. And finally, the K in Frank stands for kids. Matthew 19 and the verse number 14, Jesus says, Suffer the little children to come unto me and forbid them not, for theirs is the kingdom. The kingdom belongs to such as these. And so the children, you know, also need Jesus. And we must open our hearts, open our churches, open ourselves to receive children into the church, into Christ Jesus our Lord. And so now you know who Frank is your friends, your relatives, your associates, your neighbors, and your kids. We must find them by witnessing to them with our character and then with our words. Remember the two verses before Luke 15, which we talked about earlier on. Jesus talks about character. Salt, we are the salt of the earth. We must not lose our saltiness. And so we witness to Frank. We find Frank. We actively find Frank and wait for Frank, if you like by our character and also by our words. We release power when we witness about the Lord. In Isaiah chapter 6, verses 3 and 4, what do we see? We see how these seraphim, beautiful angels, they, they proclaimed, holy, holy, holy is the Lord unto one another. And the Bible said something powerful happened. The posts of the door moved at the voice of him that cried out. So when we witness about the Lord, we can see power released to move every doorpost, to move anything that is standing in the way. When we witness about the Lord to one another, we see the power of God released. I bless you as you listen to this message today. But if you haven't yet come to that point of making a decision for Jesus, I invite you to know Jesus today. I invite you to know the Lord. And you can pray this prayer after me. Dear Lord, I recognize that I am a sinner. I come before you today and I know I cannot save myself. Forgive me my sin. Make me a new creation in you. I believe that you sent Jesus to die for me. I believe that you raised him from the dead. And from today, as I put my trust in him, I know that I can also rise into newness of life. Father, I thank you. From today, I turn away from the world and I belong to you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. God bless you and I'll see you again in the next episode. Please share this podcast to friends and family and make sure you find Frank this week. God richly bless you. Hope this message has blessed you. Do visit us at uklsi.org for more information. God bless you and we look forward to hearing from you.